Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome in Recovery to Recovered family. I am excited to be back on the show with you. Welcome into episode 32. Uh, the title to today's show is Accountability. It is not an attack. Accountability. It is not an attack. And I just really felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to talk uh, with you about this today. And, you know, on the Recovery to Recovered podcast, of course, we talk about recovery in the church and uh, to the faith based recovery community folks that are coming out of addiction problems addictions come in many forms um but jesus paid the highest price for you to be healed amen completely restored and recovered that's why we use that wording there recovered not that you're going to be perfect but that you can be made whole and be healed Uh, jesus doesn't do anything halfway and we have to take responsibility for our decisions you know i've watched jesus heal and touch so many individuals in my life that that's come through our program or that's went through teen challenge or other programs like ours and god does a miraculous work in their life god's moving in their life but then they begin to make decisions um that are you know contrary to what the lord has done in their life and you know what i have noticed is that it always almost always starts with a lack of accountability it always starts with a lack of accountability. You know, we see guys that will leave the program and maybe they're really just not ready to leave the program or guys in Teen Challenge are really just not ready to leave Teen Challenger. Here's one. We see guys all the time that are actually called to ministry and to work in faith based recovery centers and tell their story and help help the next guys coming in. Not that they're supposed to maybe be there forever. Some guys, you know. Maybe they are called to be lifers and work in that type of ministry. I'm a lifer. I work in the faith-based recovery community and don't believe that I'll ever leave that uh, field. Who knows? You know, we'll see what God has in store for me. But, you know, if I'm just looking in the natural, I, I don't see me ever leaving uh, BTB or Miriam House. And so I'm, a, I'm what we call in the in the industry, I guess you could say, for lack of better terms, a lifer. And, um, you know, but I see these things and I see folks that leave and they're called to this type of ministry. And the analogy that I always use is this, that um, they end up like Jonah in the belly of a fish. But for somebody who's come out of addiction, what that belly, what the fish is, what the whale is that swallows them up happens to be alcohol addiction or drug addiction. Uh, people have different vices or different things that the enemy tries to use to attack them or get them to take steps back and so we see that all the time you know with folks that leave the ministry that that actually shouldn't leave and then they either wind up back with us or back in another ministry and unfortunately uh, when you're talking about dealing with addiction and the drugs that the that, that are out there today unfortunately some of them even go on and die we have folks that end up in prison all the time but today this is about accountability Um, And, you know, that's what I'm saying today is that most people um, who struggle with relapse is a lack of accountability. I guess I could even title this up accountability 
true relapse prevention. That's what relapse prevention is. You know, when you're talking about accountability, if you don't want to relapse and uh, you want to stay accountable to somebody, this is a great, great tool. It's a tool that must be used or it will not happen. Accountability is it a is a great thing. Accountability is not an attack. And let's you know, we I know we have several listeners uh, on the program that don't deal with addiction, um, but have a heart for this type of ministry. But also, um, this is just a kingdom principle as well. You know, I've got so much Bible when it when it comes to that as well. So I do want to share a few scriptures with you today, um, and we'll get to that here. In just a second, but accountability is a kingdom principle It's something that God calls us to as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, the word says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. Don't forsake the assembling of the saints. And what is what is all that about? Of course, you know, corporate worship, the presence of God showing up into a meeting place and us getting to encounter the presence of the Lord together. But this is also about accountability. You know, when it comes to accountability, you know, I was telling somebody this the other day when it comes to church attendance, it's like, how is anybody going to know when something is wrong if you're just coming to church once a month and nobody really knows what's going on in your life? How, you know, yeah, we have the Holy Spirit and the gift of prophecy is alive and well today, but also we're not mind readers either. You know, you can come in once a month and put on a smile, but if nobody's actually doing life with you, where are you going to turn? How is the individual who's coming to church once a month going to feel comfortable opening up uh, with things that they're dealing with or things that they're going through with an individual that they only see once a month or once every couple of months? And so accountability is a major, major thing in the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, also talking about accountability is not an attack on you. You know, this has become such a problem in the world, of course, um, but it has crept into the body of Christ. It has crept into the church. Nobody can be corrected anymore or people get offended. We we take our ball and go home for a lack of better terms. Um, I, you know, when it comes to our program and uh, be the Bush Recovery Ministries and Miriam House and, uh, you know, programs like Team Challenge, which I come out of. You know, this was the, you know, the place where God really broke me of, uh, you know, my my thing against spiritual authority and authority in general, period. Nobody was going to correct me. Tell me what to do. All of that stuff was just a mindset of mine. And it's a worldly mindset. If we get into the scriptures, watch this. Let's go to Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. That would be of no advantage to you. So here the word says, obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them. That's accountability, right? It's hard to be accountable to somebody that you don't respect as a leader in your life. Not saying that you can't be accountable with a friend or different things like that. But I really do believe that accountability with some sort of leader in your life, with some sort of spiritual leader in your life, your pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle. You know, I believe that a, a spiritual leader is somebody that accountability and and openness and, and being open with one another 
is uh, something that is is very, very important. And I believe the word calls us to that. But watch this. It says they keep watch over your souls as those who have to give an account. Do you understand that your spiritual leaders, they're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for their life? And then I believe, according to these scriptures, they're going to give a separate account for everything that they said as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow, wow, wow. That is intense. Are you kidding me? You know, me as a pastor, as a minister, uh, director over uh, faith based recovery center and as a as pastor of the ministry, your pastor, uh, the teacher that's at your church that's doing Bible studies. Uh, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, all of the fivefold ministry or people who are in leadership in ministry um, that are exhortating the word and teaching and preaching. We are going to give a separate account for everything that we have ever said as leaders and spiritual leaders in people's lives. So you're not only being held accountable, but your leader is held accountable by God himself for the things that we as leadership say and do in holding folks accountable. And, you know, when it comes to accountability, I always want to function in in love. Um, you know, not saying that you don't tell the hard truth because we have to. I got to stand before God one day and give an account for every. Uh, thing that I have said as a leader in, in giving accountability and giving structure and leadership into folks' lives and speaking into folks' lives. So um, I'm being held accountable just as anybody else, um, except I'm being held accountable to God, uh, not just the individual. Um, and so us as leaders, we must understand that in this accountability factor, there is a very, very high level of uh, accountability with the leader and the individual who is speaking into your life. Let me get back to saying it in love. Like, I don't know what it is. And maybe this is the reason why people just can't receive correction anymore, because it seems like everybody's on a power trip and everybody's got to voice their opinion and everybody's got to uh, be the boss. And every, there, you know, there's a lot of uh, chiefs and not enough Indians for lack of better terms, if you understand what I'm saying. And, you know, we got to do things in love and you can't get on a power trip when you do so. But at the same time, you cannot back off from somebody's life to look them in the eyes and tell them the hard truth. You know, with me working in a recovery ministry, we're still discipling and helping our graduates. We still have anywhere from 10 to 15 students on campus or staff members included staff members. I'm still discipling and helping and, and holding accountable on top of pastoring a church. So there is a lot of people. Um, that, uh, you know, are in, in my life and I'm in theirs and I'm helping hold them accountable. There is a lot of spiritual mentors and leaders in my life that hold me accountable. And it is a good thing, uh, uh, you know, and so it keeps me on point, keeps me in line and it keeps them in line. But when it comes to, you know, when you're in charge or leading and, and holding accountable that many people, you now you could only imagine some of the tough conversations um, that I get to have, but I love people enough to look them in the eye and tell them the truth in love. We're not spitting, hollering, mad and belittling people or any of those things. 
Um, but the you know sometimes the truth is just hard, and you just got to you have to say it. You know, um, it's it's not about bashing somebody. You know, <laughs> when people don't want to be held accountable, that's the terminology that they'll use. Well, I just didn't want you to berate me, or I didn't want you to bash me or condemn me. It's like, no, okay, let's stop using and making excuses, and let's just sit down and have the tough conversation that we need to have so that maybe you don't go back to prison. Maybe you don't go out there and put a needle in your arm and die. Maybe you don't get caught up in sin and forget your relationship with God and the anointing and the calling and the purpose that's on your life because you refuse to be held accountable. Let's not go there with the, oh, I don't want you to berate and bash me or condemn me because if you have a true authentic spiritual leader who is holding you accountable they will tell you the truth but here's the thing most of us we don't want to hear the truth we want to continue doing the things that we're out doing but love is an action boy I have been preaching this for weeks and weeks in our society we have been caught up with this thing that love is a ooey gooey feeling and it's got to be in the romantic section of uh, Netflix or I've got to feel this thing to understand or feel or know that I love somebody. Jesus says, if you love me, you obey my commands. There's a bunch of people out there talking about how much they love Jesus and they refuse to obey the way that he calls them to live. And Jesus don't just call you to live holy and righteous and then not give you the ability to do so. Hello, it's called Holy Spirit. I feel some preach coming on me right now because Holy Spirit enables you to walk out holiness and righteousness. All you have to do is listen to Holy Spirit, then walk out holiness and righteousness, and you'll be doing so when you just listen to him and go the direction that he tells you to go and make the turns that he tells you to make and say the things that he tells you to say. Like Holy Ghost is it, guys. Holy Spirit is your GPS in life. It will help you and he will help you in every situation, in every obstacle that you're facing in life and at every turn that you need to make with every drastic decision and life altering decision that you are going to make. He is your GPS. So back to what I was saying there. I mean, let's not go there with the Oh, I don't want to be berated and bashed like and this too, you know, when it, I know we have a lot of parents who listen to the show um, who have children in recovery and different things like that. Parents, you know, hold your children accountable. Don't enable them um, by not holding them accountable. When you refuse to hold people accountable, you're actually enabling them. And that takes me to a, a scripture I believe it's in Ezekiel where God tells him, if you don't go speak to these people, the blood will be on their on your hands. Parents who enable their children in addiction, spouses who enable their their spouse in addiction. The blood will be on your hands if you are a Christian, if you do not begin to hold individuals accountable for their behavior and the way that they are acting and the things that they are doing. Let me say it again. I might even retitle this thing. Accountability is not an attack. Let me say that again. Accountability is not an attack on your life. It is actually it is a blessing. It is a blessing to be held accountable. It is not an attack on your life. Nobody's out to get you. People who actually care about you will hold you accountable. 
They'll hold you accountable. Accountability is a very important principle in the kingdom of God. You know, I want to say this as well. James 5 talks about there being healing, confessing our faults one to another. You know, I guess a nice way of putting this is that, you know, when you've got so much weight on your shoulders, you've got so much weight on your chest because you're just carrying around a burden. You're carrying around your sin. You're carrying around your junk. You're carrying around your hurt. You're carrying around all these things that Jesus paid a high enough price for you to sit them at his feet, you know, and he uses this tool of accountability, friendship, uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, family, body of Christ, being on the same team, accountability, all of these things. He uses it as a tool of healing. I can't explain it, but I'm telling you, the Bible says confessing our faults, confessing our junk, talking to one another brings about healing. It's like taking the weight off of your chest. It's like taking the burden off of your back, taking the burden off of your shoulders, and you are just able to release that thing, and then you get it off of you. I just talked to a brother last night. He uh, made a mistake. By the way, also, when you make a mistake in the recovery community, guess what? That doesn't turn you back into an addict that you're always going to be and reverse all the work that God has done in your life. You have simply made a mistake. And, you know, this brother came in, repented. He confessed his fault to me. And he said, man, I feel a hundred times better. Gosh, I've gotten that off of my chest. Like, man, I just feel so much better. I feel like I can move on. You know, I've been in this cycle for like a month now and I've been feeling depressed and condemned and I just feel better right now. You know, that's that's true accountability, too. You know, like if you're holding somebody accountable when they come to you with their mistake, don't just bash them across the head, like restore them. We have this thing in our ministry called restoration where men or women who have completed our program or completed teen challenge or completed a long term faith based recovery center. You know, if they get out there, it might be 10 years and they make a mistake and and had a relapse, you know, uh, we call it restoration. They'll come in and do anywhere from 90 to 120 days, and then we'll send them back into an internship for maybe another three months and restore them, restore them, help them go through the process of getting their relationship back on point with God and stop participating in witchcraft because that's what drug addiction is, by the way. Yeah, let's go there for just a minute. You know, when it comes to... Um, the word witchcraft that Paul uses in Galatians, uh, it's translated from the Greek pharmakeia, which is where we get our word pharmacy, which is where we get our word drug from. When you are participating in changing your mindset with smoke or potions or powders and all of these things, uh, all a pill is is a compressed powder. Witchcraft, sorcery, drug use, it's been around since the beginning. And Satan, who is the father of all all lies, is the one who has distributed it to mankind. It is witchcraft, and it comes from the enemy. He wants you not to be sober-minded, as Peter says. Be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And when you have your mind that is altered, you are in jeopardy of not being vigilant. And not being on guard against the attacks of the enemy. 
If he doesn't, if he's got you not in your right mind, it's a whole lot easier to fall into sexual sin. It's a whole lot easier to lie. It's a whole lot easier to be caught up in pride and arrogance and foolishness and foolish and unwholesome talk coming out of your mouth when you're not of sober mind. You see that that's where this thing that's that's why the Bible talks so much about being sober minded, about not being a drunkard, about being sober minded, because when you're not. You are literally the easiest target that the enemy has out there. And there's so many Christians that are getting caught up in substance abuse. And, you know, we, you know, they're just making excuses for it and all of these things. And it's a horrible thing because when you do so, you weaken yourself. And guess what? That's the last thing that we in the body of Christ need. You know, Jesus says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And when you are not of sober mind, your flesh is even weaker. So you know what that means to me? Translation here. uh, We don't need no more help getting in our flesh. We don't need no more help uh, contributing to the weakness of the flesh. We must be sober minded. We must be vigilant for the attacks of the enemy. Uh, Getting back to this accountability thing. You know, church, family, body of Christ, accountability is not an attack. Remove the whole drug and alcohol thing for right now. Accountability is not an attack when a brother or sister who's in leadership over you knows that you're lying about something and that your spirit's not right and comes and approaches you in love. Matthew 18 is one of the greatest scriptures for this that talks about go to your brother first and foremost. If your brother won't receive you, then go with another brother. If they won't receive you with the two brothers as the two witnesses, then take it to the church. Paul even goes as far as to rebuke people openly in church so that they will be fearful of being rebuked openly. That's when things have really gotten out of control, by the way. That's not, uh, you know, a one-time deal. Somebody makes a mistake and you openly rebuke him. And he's actually talking about elders there as well, not congregation members. But he's talking about leadership there. Um, But accountability, it's all throughout the Bible. Accountability is not an attack for the Christian. Accountability is not an attack. There's, It's no time to be offended when somebody is trying to hold you accountable to the level of of the gospel that Christ paid for you to have, for the level of living, for the level of integrity that God has paid you to have by you having the Holy Spirit. It's not an attack. It's actually a sign that somebody loves you and cares about you, especially when they're coming in love. Like, I get it. Uh, You know, it sucks to receive something from somebody who is, you know, not having the right attitude, heart, mind, or spirit about it. Let me just share a quick testimony when it comes to that. You know, when I was in Teen Challenge, I was there in Fredericksburg, Virginia at Teen Challenge, North Central Virginia. Shout out to Pastor Jordan Cruz, Pastor Mike Zello. Love you guys. I don't know if you're listening or not today, but I was there and there was a staff member there um, who was, uh, I just felt something was off with him. I was the one you know, one of the few students there that was actually reading his Bible at night and devouring the word of God. And I had my junk. I had my issues. Like I I admit that, Um, you know, but I was seeking the Lord. I was really, I come in fresh off the streets, fresh off of drugs, fresh off of all of that. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, I was struggling uh, with some things, but, and struggling with some authority issues. And, um, you know, this, this person, I felt something was off with him and 
he uh, corrected me one day, and I did. I had an authority issue. There was no doubt about it. I struggled with people just barking at me, telling me what to do, especially when I felt my spirit, something was off with this guy. And so he barks at me one day about something, um, and uh, I, I, I was frustrated. I was having a bad day, and I barked back at him. We kind of get in a little bit of a shouting match. And uh, he moves on. I move on. The next morning, I see Pastor Jordan coming down, storming down to the house. And, um, you know, I I knew he was coming after me. There's this big window. They have a ski lodge type uh, housing unit there for the guys. And there was this big window. And I seen him storming down. I just met him outside because I knew he was coming after me. I could see it all over his face. And he looked me in the eye. He said, you tell me one reason why I should let you stay here after what you did yesterday. Teen Challenge, don't play around with that authority thing. Like I tell you, that submitting to leadership, that accountability thing, it's it's something that is really instilled in you there. And it's a good thing, and it's helped save my life. But I told him, I said, man, if, if, I, um, if I leave here, I'm going to go to prison or I'm going to end up dead from drug overdose or it's just not going to be good, Jordan, if I have to leave here. And, um, you know, he said uh, – he said, all right, I'm going to put you on discipline. It was uh, it was very cold, snowing. Um, I don't remember why we wasn't on a regular schedule, but I just remember him putting me in a classroom for 14 hours a day, and I did nothing but writing assignments, reading books, uh, writing Psalm 119, writing Romans 13 out, which is on accountability, uh, governmental authority, authority, period. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote and read and read and read. wrote essay after essay but God broke me of this deal with accountability and authority in that classroom I was desperate I called out to God and I said God this has got to change in my life I got out of the classroom and that made me uh, pick out weeds in the garden so this was actually May I apologize it wasn't cold outside it was it was May and I picked out weeds in the garden I washed this man's vehicle and this man was, you know, he was sneaking around, just being honest, and they wound up catching him. He'd been drinking the whole time for the two years that he had been there. He was very sneaky. And so this man was actually living in sin and living in hypocrisy. Um, and the Lord used him to break me of a spiritual authority and not receiving accountability. Come on, man. Even if somebody does have the, the maybe even the wrong attitude or the wrong delivery, why don't you evaluate yourself and say, okay, God, are you using this person to try to teach me something? Are you even using this person that might be off a little bit to hold me accountable to the values, to hold me accountable to the structure of my life that you have called me to live, to hold me accountable to the level of integrity that you have called me to live by and that you have given me the ability to live by by the power of the Holy Spirit. Accountability is relapse prevention, folks. In the recovery community, I'm talking to you right now. Accountability is relapse prevention. Stop pushing it away from yourself. If you do so, you're going to end up in a whole lot of trouble. For the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ, accountability is good for you. Don't give your spiritual leaders reason to to anguish in trying to hold folks accountable. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 17, this is not for your benefit. When you do that, when you give your spiritual leaders headaches and problems and bad attitudes and won't receive correction and all of those type of things. Body of Christ, we need accountability 
with one another. We need accountability in the recovery community, the faith-based recovery community, folks that are coming out of addiction and into the kingdom of God. You need accountability. Amen. Church of Jesus Christ, we need accountability. Accountability is relapse prevention, and accountability is not an attack on your life, body of Christ. Man, I hope that blessed somebody today. We love you guys so much. So thankful for you coming on. Please don't forget, go download episodes, like, share, get the word out about the Recovery to Recovered podcast. We are needing um, to get the word out about what it is that we're doing. Parents of individuals who are dealing with addiction, you should be listening to our show. If you know somebody who is a parent of somebody or a family member of somebody, a spouse who's dealing with addiction, turn them on to this show. That way they can get help. That way they can get guidance and also be testified to and hear the fact of overcoming. Because when you're dealing with somebody in addiction or you're wrapped up in addiction yourself, it is a hopeless, hopeless place. And you feel like there's no way out. I remember laying on my bed feeling very, very hopeless almost every night for years and years and years wondering if my life would ever change, wondering if I'd ever serve God, wondering if I wouldn't need a substance to get out of bed in the morning, wondering when I was going to stop robbing people, wondering when I was going to have a career or a job. I just felt hopeless. Like it was just horrible. And so people who are dealing with addiction need hope. Their family members need hope. Their spouses need hope. Share this show with them so that they can get hope, but also get answers. And let me tell you, my friends, there's one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he paid the highest price for individuals to have a new life. Wow, that was poetry right there. I'm a poet and didn't know it. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We love you guys. Please tune in next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.